everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 579. Today we're going to take a look at Deep Sea Adventure. Now this one is somewhat tricky to get. It's not hard to get, uh, so I am reviewing it. it uh, you can get it at the Board Game Geek store, but I've also seen it at Gamesurplus.com, and there might be some other uh, online retailers that have it as well. Uh, it is a Japanese import, although there are English rules that come with this. Um, this is a very, very light game. I've had a chance to play it several times kind of over the last couple of years now, I think. Uh, and now it's come out at my, my lunch group, and we've been playing a lot. Uh, the last couple of weeks off and on and so I figured you know what let me review this It's totally kind of slipped my mind I never reviewed this uh, so let me go ahead and throw it down it's a very light simple game it does remind me of ink and gold if you've ever played that uh, although spoiler I do think this is uh, this, this is more fun to me than ink and gold so let's take a look at the mechanics very very simple and then I'll talk to you uh, what I think about it afterwards okay here you can see I've got all the pieces sort of laid out all this comes in this little box here it's kind of a strange little board that you're going to set up. Uh, so each of the players, and plays up to six players, is going to get a little pawn in their color, and they're going to start here in this little submarine. Now the thing to keep in mind about the submarine is that there's only so much oxygen available to everybody. Now this is collective uh, oxygen that everybody is going to use and lose uh, through the course of the game. And what are you trying to do? Well, you're trying to move down here through this uh, snake of treasure tokens. And the way that you do that is on your turn, you're going to roll two dice, and these dice go one to three, so it's kind of like a D3. And in this case, uh, let's say it was blue, I would move two spots. And then I would have a choice if I wanted to take this treasure token. Let's say I did. I'm going to take it. I'm greedy. So I'm going to take that and then replace it with one of these little X markers there. And I'll take and look at this. I'm the only one that can look at it. That's worth one. Uh, now, the treasure tokens are going to sort of vary in worth. So up to here, you have these. You can see there's one dot on them. And some of these are zero. And as you move further, you can see the squares. These have two dots on them. Uh, these are going to be worth a little bit more. I see that goes up to five there. And all the way down here, uh, you can see this one down here at the bottom is worth 12. So blue goes, and then maybe yellow goes next. They're going to roll two dice. Ooh, they got six. So they're going to go one, skip that, two, three, four, five, six, and then they can uh, choose to take that or not. Maybe yellow decides not to take it. So he says, okay, skip it. And then all the other players are going to move. They're going to roll different amounts of dice. Uh, going later in this case is a little bit better because you get to skip all that. So let's see, red rolled a five. So one, two, three, four, five. And now they're on the nice, juicy uh, square tile. They're going to pick that up. Ooh, they got a seven. Nice. Good job, red. And of course, every time you pick up a tile, you've got to take uh, one of these tokens here. I'll just take this one aside for fun. And then it comes back to uh, blue. Now, because blue took a treasure token earlier, we're now going to reduce here the submarine. We're going to take and reduce its oxygen by one. Every time it comes to your turn, you're going to reduce by the amount of treasure tokens that you have in your possession uh, that number. So if blue had two treasure tokens, then we would have had to reduce the oxygen a second space there. If you don't have any treasure tokens, which is feasible, maybe everybody moves and nobody takes a treasure token, so it goes all the way around the table and it never moves down. Uh, you know, then it doesn't, this is not going to move. Now, as you start to accrue uh, more treasure tokens and people start to grab more, maybe blue goes now and they move three, one, two, three, that's not so good, but maybe he takes it anyway. We've got another one, big deal. Comes back to blue, it's going to go down two again. At some point here, 
basically after you've jumped in the water, so to speak, you're going to need to decide before your turn starts if you're going to keep going down or you're going to go back up. Now the thing is, whether you go up or down, you're going to reduce whatever your die roll is here by the amount of treasure tokens. So if I rolled a six and I had the two treasure tokens, I would actually only get to move four. So not only are you reducing the amount of oxygen every round, you're also reducing your movement because of the extra weight. Now, let's say Blue decided to go back up. He rolled that six there, so one, two, three, four, and then he's gonna sit here like that. Uh, and maybe if he took that token, he'd have a third token. And so it would come to his turn, maybe we're a little bit further down here, one, two, three, and now he rolls, let's see what he rolls. So he rolled a six, so he's he's good, but if he had rolled a three there, he would not move because he's got three treasure tokens and he wouldn't be able to get a higher than that. So he'd be stuck there and probably would drown. So if you have not made it out uh, by the time that this hits the bottom, then you are effectively drowned and then you'll take any treasure tokens that you had and let's see if I can zoom out a little bit here and whoops, stick it down here at the end of the line in stacks of three. So as the game sort of progresses there, uh, what's gonna happen is all of these X's uh, that counted as spaces in the previous round are going to then get gobbled up and let's just remove some extra tokens here for fun. And so this is gonna shrink down and any players that have treasure that were able to escape are gonna set that treasure aside and you're gonna keep that uh, for the next round, that's going to add to your score. Now, these aren't going to count against you. Anything you kept from a previous round isn't going to reduce oxygen or reduce the amount that you could move. Uh, but you're going to kind of shrink this down here, kind of move the, move the boat down there, and you're going to start it another round. You play three rounds of this. If you do get down to the bottom here and you grab one of these stacks, this only counts as having one treasure token. So you might get three here, so that's seven plus four plus one, so that's 12, uh, but it's only gonna count for one in terms of reducing the oxygen and one for reducing the amount of movement that is available to you. Uh, so that's it, you just play three rounds, the treasure's gonna get better you know, as the game goes by. You're gonna get access to maybe some of those stacks uh, and as well as some of these higher value tokens there. Um, not always the case. This is a pretty sort of dynamic game with, uh, I would say, emergent uh, conditions based on uh, how the players behave, how greedy they get, and so on. But that's the game. You roll the dice, you move down. Maybe you grab it, maybe you don't. You roll the dice again, you move down, you start grabbing stuff, you want to start escaping. Uh, one thing you could do is you could move way down there and not grab anything, and maybe try to grab one big one early in the game and then start to move back up, or move down and then go back up and don't start grabbing stuff until you're on your way back up. So there's a lot of different things you can kind of try to do with this. Okay, so that is Deep Sea Adventure. Um, I don't want to oversell this too much because I have played it with people that sort of despised it. <laughs> But I really have a blast with this game. It's really quick. Uh, in our lunch hour, we can at least get two games in, even with six players. We'll have a six-player game. We'll get two six-player games in, no problem uh, with lunch. We could probably do a third, but then it would be kind of you know pushing the end of our lunch hour. Uh, so it plays super quick. And I think you certainly want, player count wise, you want like four, five, six players. It's not as interesting with two and three, but you could play it. Um, so the thing I think that pe people will sort of fall flat with it is you can be a little bit stagnant, a little bit predictable. Okay, 
you know, it seems like a lot of times everybody will try to only grab two treasures or you'll do the, you know, you get Billy that's always doing the thing where he moves down an extra turn without grabbing and then picks them on the way back up. So if people are playing predictably, then the game, you know, it's not as fun. But if somebody tries a risky maneuver or kind of plays outside of the uh, sort of the, you know, the normal status quo as the rest of the players, uh, that makes it more fun. Although if you do that, you're kind of going against the grain. And especially with with more players, you're taking a bigger risk because people start leaving you behind and then they're sitting, they're like moving back up and they're sitting at the top grabbing treasure because they only need to move like two, three spaces maybe, even though they have a lot of treasure, you know, the chances are that they're going to be able to move out. Whereas if you're, you know, deeper and you have a lot of treasure, you're, you're not getting out. Uh, so people can do that, pick stuff up on the way, you're at the bottom and, and they're sucking up all the oxygen on their turn. You know, they got three pieces and they're at the top and you're like, I'm at the bottom, you know, I've only got one piece, but it's really good. Uh, so you've got to be pretty reliant there on the dice. And so that's a big part of it. And you've got to, it's a very much a push your luck kind of thing, but it does elicit a lot of fun and banter and, you know, I'm going to try to drown you and I'm going to sit here at the top. I don't want to get out because I'm, a, I'm like one space away from moving out of the sub, but I really hope I roll snake eyes and can't move out just so I can drain the oxygen that much more. And so everybody at the deep end sort of, you know, has it more likely to drown. Although that can bite you in the butt too, because you may, okay, cool, I rolled snake eyes, but then you roll snake eyes again, <laughs> then you're gonna be dead. Uh, so it's a very silly, nice kind of party atmosphere, filler game, uh, but we have a good time with it. And there, there, it does get some interesting states because as like those level ones get gobbled up and maybe a lot of people sort of die, you might just like pick stuff up at the end so you can stack a bunch at the bottom. So that sort of trail will shrink down quickly. I mean, it's not gonna happen every time, but you can shrink down quickly and then you have a bunch of stacks at the bottom and then you might, you know, pull out that last stack. So in a, in a large player count game, you can be out of it, but then if you're not out of it, it's really fun for the two or three people that are like, okay, I got, ooh, I got a zero. So I got to push my luck now in the third round. And, you know, Billy grabbed that stack of three, but you know that like, oh, that one is only a one, you know, because you were the one that put it there. And so there's some gaminess there and some sort of mind game type of things that can happen. And that makes it fun. So uh, definitely take a look at this. It's pretty cheap. I think it's about 20 bucks, maybe 25 bucks. So a little expensive for this size. I mean, but it is an import and everything, and the components and stuff are really nice. I like the sort of cleanness of the art and everything. Uh, so anyway, that is, uh, I keep wanting to call it Deep Blue Sea. That is Deep Sea Adventure. Take a look at it. Thanks. <laughs>